sticking with why i thought it was great okay that's a no from me are you commenting on the validity of my singing yes yes well that's just rude somebody has to be somebody has to give you the reality slap so okay why is it always why is always you wow (laughs) i know i was like epic burn here i was trying to be all fun and fancy free (laughs) and rocky just kind of came in and popped the balloon right out from underneath me like i am deflated this is why i literally do nothing around you guys (laughs) (laughs) well you can't because rocky will just take it and go I don't know what that was, but it sounds exactly like that. Rocky can't get around my microphone. That's why I'm having It is performance anxiety. Still, to this day. And, you know, it's, it can't, it can't uh, perform because of Rocky, I'm pretty sure. Because it, it hears all these incredibly mean things that Rocky says about one's singing, about one's attitude, about one's topics. It's just never ending so no wonder it's placid (laughs) it needs a little boost needs an implant (laughs) well we don't recommend injections otherwise you'll end up like that uh diamond Diamond appraiser where he's from uh, that's news that we just found out before we came on. Uh, Diamond Tycoon dies in penis enlargement operation, which is not a headline I thought we would be reading today, but apparently I, it is. I I literally live by this rule. Never do anything that you would be embarrassed of it being like a headline <laughs> right? article. Like, don't do it. Or like, you know, the one joke is like, don't ever do anything that you don't want to explain to the paramedics. That's kind of... Yeah, I was always told to wear clean underwear just in case I got into an accident. So I think that kind of applies in the same the same vein, just a little bit. Tiny yeah. bit. Itty bitty bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little itty bitty bit. Some little bits are more little than others, apparently. <laughs> require a little bit more assistance apparently so now that we're way it has stores that specialize in that people don't do anything (laughs) risky (laughs) don't put yourself on the line like that just yeah no don't do it don't do it otherwise rocky will deflate you she's not denying it so obviously it's true so now that we're way off uh the beaten path here (laughs) we do actually have things we're going to talk about today that don't include uh diamond tycoons doing stupid things to themselves uh rocky uh rocky ready 
as we've decided is her new nickname, I guess, or at least I have. Sammy, you can jo- join in if you'd like. She's going to be mean to me if I do. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be mean. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I can take it. Uh, Rocky is going to be talking a little bit about college and the things that go along with it now because it does not appear to be the college that even I went to so many years ago. Things have changed, even though colleges are always the liberal, progressive wastelands that they always are. They seem to have gotten worse, which I did not think was possible, but apparently it is. Uh, So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, We're going to be talking about this culture of lying that seems to be a thing now. Like, not that people don't lie, but it seems to be the latest trend for people to just bald face lie and in the most public way possible uh, for some reason. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Um, and also to end our show, I guess, if that's what we want to call this. I'm not sure what, I don't know if that's the appropriate term for what this is, but we're going to be, uh, going out on a pop culture note. Uh, Apparently, the new James Bond is in the process of being chosen, and there is a name that's been added to the list, and, well, we disagree. We don't approve. We do not approve, and if anybody's asking, don't do it. So we'll be talking about that at the end of the show. So, Rocky, let's talk about college and all these, like, master's degrees you can get and, like, such as. We've... Yes. We've mentioned in previous shows, um, I don't know if Jane is still paying student loans, but I know I am. Oh, for the rest and of my life, I will be paying student loans and my poor we'll parents. Be- and <laughs> Yes. Yes. My daughter will be paying my student loans. <laughs> I've got so many student loans. Um, but the uh, all, all joking aside, um, in today's political climate, we sometimes ask ourselves, how did we end up with people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? How did we end up with people like Rashida Tlaib? How did we end up with Ilhan Omar and all, all of these um, new uh, crop of representatives that have, uh, that have uh, made headlines in the, in the past couple of weeks or pretty much since the new Congress started? Um, and as the as the uh, older representative starts retiring or dying off, probably more dying off than retiring because these people don't believe in retirement, um, we're going to start to see fresher blood and younger people come in to take over those seats. And a lot of these people go to go to Ivy League schools and they get themselves educated. In things that if you took a look of what some of the courses that are being taught in colleges right now. Underwater Basket Weaving 101. Along those lines. Yes, along those lines. If you looked at the... Yes, if you looked at the uh, if you looked at some of the curriculums in some of these uh, Ivy League uh, universities, you'd understand why we are in the political climate that we currently are, where uh, where uh, an elected representative tells people, "Well, you come up with an idea, in the meantime, you shut up. How about that?" Um, well, that's that's it's unfortunate, but it's it's a reality that we're going to have to eventually face. So. In, I like to listen to different podcasts throughout the course of the day, and one of my favorite ones is the Federalist Radio Hour. And on uh, yesterday's episode, um, 
uh, Emily Jashinsky with the Federalists. I think she does some culture, um, pop culture and just regular culture for the Federalist. She was interviewing um, Spencer Brown, who is currently the spokesperson for Young America Foundation or YAF. Um, they're they're a very well known um, conservative organization, and they try to be one of these groups that is famous for going into college campuses and trying to educate the uh, the younger generations into what conservatism is and uh, and and how can they um, bring it to into their lives and into the lives of everybody else that they associate with, and. Um, on the topic um, that they were discussing was uh, that every year um, YAF releases uh, a list. They call it Comedy in Tragedy, um, and it is basically a list of college courses that um, are being um, – are being implemented in classrooms. Um, these are these are college courses that are part of uh, serious programs: bachelor's, associates, masters, doctorates, degrees in all kinds of uh, fields of education. And um, they uh, they unfortunately um, have some have some interesting. Uh, they have some 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 interesting courses here. Um, I, I I was trying to not laugh, cry at some of these because they really are ridiculous. Some of them are pretty basic, like you know, introduction to social justice, the University of Iowa, Jaina. There you go. That's pretty. That does that not was- surprise me at all, That's- to be honest, because Iowa City is obviously where the University of Iowa is located, and it is like the sanctuary city, central social justice, LGBTQ plus I don't know what else I'm missing. The Quillback community. Yeah, basically it is and it was it was like that even when I was there coming up on like twelve years ago. And I was only there for two years because I went to University of Iowa because I was actually planning on getting a degree in cinema and uh, then suddenly realized that that wasn't for me. So I transferred to another school that was still in Iowa but like 45 minutes away and the difference was amazing even though it still was pretty liberal but it was not quite as bad i mean this was you know some of you might remember the story back in the day with the uh, i think it was the fedex guy that actually had to put out a flag that a bunch of uh, social justice idiots were burning in the middle of a, a ped mall that i've walked down many times in the two years that i was there um they were out there burning it of course protesting some i don't know probably animal rights or something like that. They were out there burning the flag and he took it away from him and put it out with a fire extinguisher. And uh, yeah, so obviously there are some sane people in Iowa City, but long story short, not many. Continue. So <laughs> yeah, no, 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 of course. And I, I wanted to, I was trying to find university names in this listing. So basically what YAF does is that they tap through the listings of, um, uh, universities that are part of the Big Ten Conference. They're part of the U.S. News and World Report's top 10 liberal art colleges, the Southeastern Conference, Big East Conference, Ivy League, and all of these courses um, that, and, you know, all, all of these courses, including the ones that I'm going to mention, these are classes that are currently being offered. So as of fall 2018, spring 2019, these are courses that you can actually take 
at these universities. Well, so get I'm gonna your start pens with and pe- paper ready, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm sure there's going to be lots to learn from this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ready Take yourself. notes. Yes. So, University of Iowa, because they have to get you started, you can take Introduction to Social Justice. So, basically, it examines the history of uh, social justice movements in the United States and in the world in the last century, and how race, class, gender, age, geography, and our bodies play a role in the application of theories of social justice. Because apparently you need your body to be a social justice warrior. I don't oh, know what yeah. kind of social justice you're practicing there, but unless uh, unless you're an unborn baby body, and then in that case you don't have your own body. Oh no, no, we can't. Nobody have cares that. about that. That's not your body. What are you talking about, hmm. <laughs> silly girl? You silly girl. Parasite. Um, yeah, exactly. Or you know, so to, to stay to stay in the University of Iowa, if you don't really want to get into social justice warrior um, uh, uh, education, you can always take African American women health, hair, and sexuality, because uh, that's totally a thing. So from the exotic to the erotic, African American women's bodies have been constructed to fulfill a variety of personal and cultural fantasies, as well as social functions that are killing us softly. And killing us softly is in uh, is in quotation marks. So uh, clearly making a reference to the Roberta Flack song <sighs> of the same title. So there's that. There's there. Those are the options for you in Iowa. There's a couple more, but I can't read them all because then we're going to be. This is going to be a legit two day show <laughs> instead of uh, however long this show is because sometimes we don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> or you know, University of Michigan. My my brother went to the University of Michigan, and I have a couple of colleagues who uh, who also went there. Um, you have the option of uh, this is very interesting. Uh, and I'm going to read the whole um, the whole summary of, of the course because the course name is News Media Ethics. And it starts. <laughs> Sorry. It tickled. It tickled me Wait. a little. I had to. Hold, hold your giggles. Hold your giggles to the end because the, <laughs> okay. the, 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 the best part is at the very end. Okay. Like everything in life. Yeah. The best thing is right at the end. All right. All right. News media ethics. It starts. How do journalists cover the news? Do they report it honestly and truthfully? How valid are claims by critics that news media behaved unethically in the coverage of Donald Trump? This course looks at issues of bias, distortion, lack of perspective, and other journalistic failings. It studies journalists' responsibilities to their profession and to the public and examines proposed solutions to ethic violations. The course is given by Anthony Collings, an Emmy Award-winning former CNN correspondent. (laughs) Is he an apple or a banana? I need to know. Because that is just what you need, a correspondent from CNN to tell you how ethical media has been regarding Donald Trump and regarding anything else. Because that is is a thing. All right, moving on. Um, to stay with um, Michigan, um, or no, actually, this is actually the University of Minnesota. You were saying Minnesota. Minnesota, hey, yeah. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll wow. let you handle that accent because I don't really wow. know. Wow, I did not see that coming at all. Like, 
Yeah, I have. My parents are from Minnesota. No, I know, I know that, but I <laughs> I didn't know that you you had the accent down. She broke you know? out. She broke out the accent. Like I what? even I even say oofta, guys. Oh boy. <laughs> I even say oofta for authenticity purposes. <laughs> You're not a faker. That's good. That's good. You committed to that. I like it. Um. So University of Minnesota has marks for today. You know, in case you want to study Karl Marx, uh, the course provides students with an introduction to Marxist theory, because that's just what you want, with particular attention to its relevance for the contemporary world. There is no relevance for the contemporary world. They can just stop that right now. The relevance, yeah, actually the relevance is, is that it's not relevant. There you go. Well, you don't have to worry because among the many topics to be considered include topics like models of production, labor, profit and surplus value, slavery and race, gender and domestic labor, finance, capital, and crisis, and environmental sustainability. Why are because you talking like the Lucky Charms guy while you're going off of this list here, Rocky? I'm just curious. I'm just, I didn't mean to make it sound Irishy. Well, but, you did. Um, it was quite well, effective, too. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Karl Marx was totally about environmental sustainability, guys. So guys, like know. this makes so much sense on why I don't get along with my cousins. Because <laughs> they a lot of them went to either University of Minnesota or at least universities in Minnesota. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, it definitely explains why I think everybody who's in college is currently an idiot. So. Well, and here's the other thing. I'm going to get on my little, so and every now and then I get a little bit feminist. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that so sounds like you need word. to take medication for it, though. Yeah. Well, sometimes I feel like maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in elementary school, the big push was to get girls interested in STEM classes, like, you know, like science, technology, Engineering, engineering and math. And math. Mm -hmm. So like we had a scholarship program just for girls to go for one day to the local community college and take like six or seven different classes. And they were all in a science field. And now there's like, they went from that to this, like in the same generation, Wait, so you don't want people to go to Northwestern University and take a history class on medieval sexuality about the fluidity the? of <laughs> about the fluidity of sex and gender <laughs> roles in an age yes. before sexual orientation and the like, impact of and resistance to Christian theology's negative assessment of sexuality and the cult of chastity? Like People used to make fun of women for going to college and call it the MRS degree, right? Because they just went to meet guys. Mm -hmm. And now it's like the anti-male. So obviously they don't want to just meet guys, but they also don't want to get an education anymore. Like you it's know? so offensive to me that this is where our education system is. And that's like, that's it's, and they charge you an arm and a leg for it. Yes. Or, more than that, like your whole entire. Well, body. I mean, I'm not saying okay. None of the none of the classes that you've listed off thus far, uh, Rocky, have really 
piqued my interest as someone who enjoys oh, learning. I have one for you. Oh, just wait a second, though. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying like every college degree doesn't have classes where maybe you take something that's just of interest of you to fulfill a, a credit. You know, like I took classes that I didn't necessarily have to take because they had to do with my degree. I just had to fulfill hours. So. I'm not opposed to people taking these, but I would like to know in the grand scheme of things, what is this class, these classes, what are these classes building towards? What degree is this person building towards? Because we also have a list of, that just came out from, I think it was in the, the New Yorker, of the, the highest paid degrees of 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how those are, I don't know how they're real. So I'm assuming that these classes apply to degrees on this list, but I guess I'm just curious as to like, for like for real, what, who, if someone's taking this class, what are they taking it for? Is it just for fun or is it like it's actually going towards something? Well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that these are part of a curriculum because, um, uh, I know that all of the other classes that I've mentioned haven't interested you, but maybe if you're interested in anthropology and the study of of, of the human race and cultural um, and and the cultural aspects and how how people interact with each other, you can always take a course on zombies, the anthropology of the undead. Um, because students will understand how culture and social organization help us define the living, the dead, and the undead in a contemporary and archaeological record, and how we create social categories that organize our world and our place. Why? I, I, I like, I get that they're trying to appeal to, like, everyone and be like, oh, there's a spot for everyone, and if you have an interest in this, blah, blah, blah. But... You are charging a buttload of money and people are there to get a degree mm-hmm. to advance their career. They're not there to just explore. And if you're just there to explore, audit that damn anymore. class. Don't. Well, yeah, because everyone's it's, it's, requiring I mean, a bachelor's degree. Like, to be a nanny, some people want you to have a bachelor's degree. Like, are you kidding me? Like, a 13-year-old can do that job. They can watch your kid and make sure they don't die. Well. <laughs> Make sure that you feed them their snacks. And uh Well, I mean, when I was growing up, uh we right. did a babysitter's class, certification yeah, I, class. I I I, I took super yeah. 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 I yeah. And so like okay, maybe not today. I feel Please. like well, I feel like the education system is like yeah, people are requiring bachelor's degrees, but I think a lot of people are just staying in school because it's easier to stay in school. Like rather than actually going and getting a career, finding steady work that pays you, it's just easier to to constantly stay in school as a the career is being a student because you know it's all about how do i better myself how is it about how is it how is it affecting my life how is it you know how am i living my best life well you know and i can't i can't live my best life when i'm actually paying my student loans back so i'm just going to take i'm just going to be a professional student or they honestly are being told because we're being 
they've been told their whole lives, you can be whatever you want to be. You're it's, a star. You go be whatever you want to be. And if you want to be the most bestest underwater basket weaving anthropologist of medieval sexuality, you do that, Bob Cratchit. You just do that. And that's, and that's why we're looking at these kids who are jumping into classes that have no practical application in the world. It isn't that it isn't necessarily interesting because maybe even though most of these descriptions are like asinine but maybe some of these classes are actually quite interesting and it's like a I can answer questions on Jeopardy now, but I'm not actually going to be able to apply that to a job that's going to give me a steady paycheck to real life. You're not going to you're not going to apply this to real life. And I think it's just a perpetuation of the fallacy in schools in which yes, you can be whatever you want to be. Once you're in school and you realize that if you really put yourself through school to actually learn, to actually expand your knowledge and Oh, I don't know. Be more knowledgeable in um, in IT and coding and program creating, software creating, and all of these things. It's easier to take a, a class in medieval sexuality. So that just means that I can just continue being a student, and I just want to be educated because to these to these new students, they they feel like the more they know the more admired for it they will be as opposed to you're supposed to supplement that knowledge with experience in the professional world and in the real world. And that's where you start making your own money, your, the real money. That's why technical schools are so important and vocational schools learn a trade. You learn, you learn how to become an, an electrician and then you have a career working for either a private company or even starting your own business. And that's how you make your money. That's how you make your fortune. But these kids are being told that, yes, you, that you have to go to school because I was, I, I fell, I fell for that trap, go to school and you have to have a bachelor's degree. When my bachelor's degree has absolutely nothing to do with what I currently work as, I could have instead gone to a community college and gotten an associate's degree in accounting to do the work that I currently do. And I would have ended up with a fraction of the debt that I have right now. And I still would have been able to keep my job. Something crazy like 80% of people with a bachelor's degree work in a field unrelated to their degree. Yes. Well, and I think my my thought on that is that for me, because I work in an educational field, Part of my requirements when I was getting ready to graduate was my capstone had to be actual hands-on experience. And a lot of people in similar fields are required to at least do so many hours actually working. I mean, it's more like an internship slash earning mm-hmm. credits, but they're actually working in classrooms, you know, doing micro teaching where they actually have to sit in front of a classroom and teach. You know, there, there are student teachers that have to go out and they have to, you know, they, they don't necessarily lead everything, but they're getting experience in the school that they're working in. I would say the vast majority of degrees don't require that though. Mm-hmm. So none of these people are actually being expected to go out, you know, maybe IT, you actually go work, you know, you have to work in 
you know, fields where there's computers or maybe you're interning or maybe there you have a requirement where you have to go do that. But someone who's in, let's say, you know, if you, you have a degree in human resources, correct? Mine is in human resources, ma'am. I, yes. I doubt that when you were getting your degree, you were required to do a capstone course of any kind where you actually had to go work in some some form of office or in some department that was similar to HR to give you hands-on experience and show you where where you would be able to apply this. Because my my degree was in human resources management and it was part of the greater, you know, um, business business bachelor degree, my capstone project was actually about starting like if you would start a hypothetical uh, uh, small business, how would how would I manage the human resources aspect of this business? So I would basically have to come up with a business plan. Mm-hmm. So not only was I going to be the owner of this small business, I was also going to be the human resources management mm-hmm. and how I would apply all of the knowledge I had acquired towards that aspect of hiring and how I would implement this and, you know, how much would I pay and you know, what kind of incentives would I offer employees and so on and so forth. But I didn't actually have to go to, um, to, to a business to observe or to learn. And that's something that I wish would have been offered because I work for, for a very large company whose work, the, the, the line of work that it was involved in was actually staffing, which I felt was very apropos, but the cards, the cards didn't uh, didn't play that way. Right. Well, and um, I'm, I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong. And I don't know that every degree would be able to do this, but I know mm-hmm. that with with fields where you actually have to do hands-on work or you're involved with a clientele of some form, like with me, it was education. With my dad, my dad is a he teaches graphic design at one of our local colleges, and one of his projects at the end of the year is that his students have to work. Uh, pro bono to uh, design logos, pamphlets, you know, brochures, whatever it is that companies who have agreed to be a part of this project have come in and said that they need because they're willing to work with a student who is not going to be charging them for their time. But it Mm -hmm. gives them the opportunity to sit down with a client, have a conversation about what the client's looking for. They might come up with some ideas and then they come up with a final project or a final like Whatever, mm-hmm. the, whatever their final designs are and then kind of dependent on how the person that they're working with, the company that they're working with is responds to it, that affects yeah, their grades. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, some of his students, their, their logos and their designs have been used as an actual logo for many, many years now. And then there have been some instances where people have realized perhaps this is not what I want to do because for most of their college career, they're sitting behind a computer, they're designing things and yeah, they're getting grades from my dad, but it's still my dad's opinion Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter because in the end, my dad is not going to be their employer. And then suddenly they're thrown into this project where they're like, oh, I actually do have to make changes because this person has hired me to do a job and it's their logo and it's their company name. And I have to make those changes whether I want to or not. Maybe I'm not really willing to work with people who mm-hmm. are going to tell me that my work sucks yeah, or that they, they want something different. And I, I think actually being able to practically apply what you're going to school for would probably put people in a better state of mind to realize, is this what I want to do? Am I willing to spend, you know, am I willing to spend thousands of dollars on this degree 
<laughs> exactly. In case anybody Eva, was wondering, <laughs> we record our shows with our pets in the room. So yes, uh, and mine thankfully are asleep. But I think you've had an opinion about it. But you had a very strong, <laughs> very opinion strong about opinion that. about it. But I do think that because most of you are sheltered, because you go from you know potentially twelve years of public schooling straight into college. And you're still living in that sheltered, you know, I'm just learning to learn stuff now because that's the expectation and you don't actually have to physically apply it or practically apply it. And, you know, you get to four years, you, you're, you know, you're coming up on having to pay your student debts and you're, you're struggling to find work because you weren't willing to take an unpaid internship. You're struggling to find work because they expect a bachelor's degree and you only have an AA. Or you're struggling to find work because maybe what your degree is in is not what you're applying for because there's really nothing that falls into the category of what your degree is. Such exactly. as the degrees in the New York Post or in the New Yorker that uh, Sammy had posted on her Twitter a couple of days ago that I was like, what? Uh, these can't be real. But they're very real. But apparently they are because according to the New Yorker, the highest paying college degrees for 2019. And it doesn't really clarify what it means by highest paying. Do they mean like you're paying the most to get these degrees or are you getting paid the most to have these degrees? Because it's not very clear. I have a feeling it's probably like the most expensive degree that you can get. But here we go. Uh, A BS in facts and alternative facts. Which is, yeah, a BS is accurate. It's a BS. That sounds accurate. A PhD in Amazon System Services. Yeah. Unless you intend to work for Amazon, that's about all the good it's <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure you. how that's going to help you. Uh, BFA in social media influencing. People who have pages on Facebook or YouTube are considered social media influencers. You're telling me you're getting a, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in that? So we're social media influencers? Uh, yes, even though we don't yes. really consider ourselves that. Yes. Uh, MFA in freelance. Just that, just freelance. Freelance what? Uh, it that's open. Anything open to interpretation? It's, all right. It's freelancing as freelancing. Uh, a BED in abstinence. <laughs> well, I know a few people uh, who got that for free, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for that one, did they? Uh, JD. What? I don't know what a JD is. What sure, kind of, a doctor. Uh, doctor. Is it in collusion? Yeah. <clears throat> in collusion. I feel like if you, you think have your JD, you're a lawyer, you're probably going to be making money. Like, yeah. But they just had to throw that in there for the Trump. Right. Because I was like, so are you getting this degree specifically so that you can work towards getting Trump impeached? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. checking. A B-Tech and high-speed Bitcoin transactions. Okay. I, I mean, that, yeah. might, that might be something. ABD in procrastination techniques. Doc Thompson would be proud. I'm just sitting here going, you're telling me I could have gotten a degree in that because I basically was self-taught. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> you did it. You did it for free. Right? I, I'm, not sure. for free. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why anybody would have to pay for that because I, I'm, I'm. Oh, my gosh. An I'm MA, on the same list as you. Uh, an MA in embodiment studies. What the hell is that? What does that mean? Uh, Clarify, okay. please. <laughs> you could get your medical doctorate. 
in esports therapy. So like video game injury related therapy. Oh my giddy aunt. Are, Are you, you joking? No, I'm It's called the Madden it's called the Madden thumb, okay? <laughs> I, like, I, Okay. It's very serious. Okay. I I can see that because there's a degree specifically for that. Um, moving on, an MBA in effective bankruptcy. Well, hell, I could do that for free too, just by missing a payment on something. But you, you bankruptcy do, isn't you do bankruptcy you. isn't a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you can get an AAS in beer steward technology. So beer, or basically beer, b e e r. Oh, as an alcoholic as an drink. Alcoholic okay. drink, yes. In beer steward technology. Is that just a fancy name for you brew beer? You you you, you came up with your own IPA, is that what that is? I don't even I I don't know. I I don't know. B A S in assembling walls and barriers. I'm assuming that's in are these, I, feel like, I feel like these are mocking I feel like something. these are, like, this is satire or something. It, it has, it has sure to be. Are you sure this isn't an Onion article? I feel like it is because the rest are an MSIT, an ethical fishing, like P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, not F-I-S-H-I-N-G. Uh, esports therapy, M-Arch, and safe space construction. Safe space construction. Someone has to build the crying closet. JD in witch hunting. AA in juice bartending. AAS in torrenting specialist. MDiv in startup origination. CPA in dispensary operations. So I'm assuming like puff puff Pod pass. Uh, yeah. Uh, DDS, but for lip tattoos. MFA in congressional testimonies. BA in student loan forgiveness. I could get behind that. MS in political engineering and my personal favorite, an MA in mature adulting. Which again, I feel like you could have gotten home free <laughs> through your public balance school education. One. Well, and that's the problem though, is that those are not things that we teach our kids anymore. Because, yeah. you know, we laugh at, you know, back in the day when our parents were in school, but, you know, learning how to sew or how to bake or cook something without setting it on fire probably was something that would have been useful to us in high school. Uh, learning how to balance a checkbook or at least balancing your budget is something that uh, I know plenty of people who have no idea how to handle that. If it weren't for my parents having forced me to try to learn how to do that, I would be in far worse trouble than I am now. So... I feel like that's just like uh, you mean life. Well, and I have a like, master's in life. <laughs> the craziest thing to me is like since 2012. So in the last seven years, higher education institutions have added 41,446 degree or certification programs. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's where you get classes like classes like these that YAF finds. Well, and it's because possible that these are like because my my degree was not one that was actually offered by the college because I had was originally going to be a teacher. Long story short, it didn't work out. So my my degree is in child and family studies. I had to make my own 
course plan, essentially. I had to get it approved. I had to come up with classes that would actually be effective in making this degree a possibility. And then I had to get it approved by the board, which is, you know, fine. So my thought is perhaps other colleges or universities have this option too, because I, I, I kid you not, I feel like this is a joke. Like this is, these can't be real. And if they are, what is We're the world? What, um, we are doomed. Like the planet should just smod come quickly because this is, this is a joke. But these are, these are things that people think they need to have in life. And how are you going to, how, how do you apply that to a resume? I have a master's in mature adulting. Adulting isn't, well, wasn't even a word until this, like, last two years. Yep. And it was supposed to be, like, it was part of a meme. It was supposed to be <laughs> yes, something it was, funny. It was a joke. It's, and now people are actually a real applying thing. it as, it's, as if it's a thing. If this is actually a legitimate list. So I, it just it, it it boggles my mind, and it, frankly, it's not surprising that we're in the the state that we're in, especially if these are things that people feel are an acceptable form of not only getting as a degree and applying on a resume and using it as as a way to start a career, but also that there's even schools that are willing to. Uh, that the to government students that they would have this. students say that yes, this is a degree I got at ours, you know. Harvard, at Yale, at, you know, University Mm -hmm. of of Minnesota or or Northwestern, places that people actually want to go and find to be these bastions of academia. Mm -hmm. And they're offering degrees like that? No. And we're paying for that. That's the thing. It's like these these degrees are being paid for through student loans, no doubt, that are coming out of tax dollars because the government has... Because the money money is fronted by the government through our money. So, um, congratulations. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you ever if you ever wonder why we end up with people like AOC and Ilhan Omar, who are probably like the two youngest of the the last uh, the last crop of uh, representatives, just know there's so there's a class called Contemporary Knitting, Gender, <laughs> Craft and Community Service. Now, don't scoff. Don't I, scoff I'm, just yet. Okay. Well, because they'll talk about, you know, how the, about the gendered history of knitting and its contemporary popularity as both a creative leisure time activity and a means of providing community service. For what it's worth, students will be learning to knit, which... Well, at least there's that, I, I guess. At least there's that. But to their credit, students are going to be required to present at the end of this course at least a minimum of three contributions to um, to service. They call it service knitting projects, which basically means that they have to knit stuff to provide to to provide as part of services. So, you know, knit hats, gloves and blankets, I guess, for the needy or something like that. So... For what it's worth, yes, it sounds dumb at face value, but at least at the end of this course, the students will be able to present projects that other people will be able to actually well, and at get least they're learning like an applicable skill. They're learning something that yes. might serve them in the future. Absolutely. They could make a business out of it because Absolutely. You know, who Etsy. doesn't need a yeah, like who doesn't use Etsy anymore? And this, frankly, yeah. when the apocalypse comes, they're gonna need to find a way to make their own socks. So there you go. There you go. Well, well, it's either that, it's either that, or they can go to Georgetown University and learn about the breast image myth legend. That's an actual course. 
being uh, given at Georgetown University. So, All right. about the breast. Uh, well, I... I have a couple of those, and I don't consider them legends, but that's fine. Okay, then. That's a story for another day. That's a story for another day. Moving on. Speaking of stories. So, the last few days, well, you know, I say the last few days, but I I actually mean the last two years. But the last few days, uh, in particular, there have been some stories that have been floating around the interwebs about things that have happened that, of, of course, must cause, like, shock and awe and outrage and we must do something and why are white people so awful and you know all of those things um the least of which has included an actual journalist which is why the word journalist always brings a a twinkle of laughter to my (laughs) eye uh because you know journalists uh especially when their name is david corn (laughs) really you couldn't even change it to like maze Maybe. M-A-I-Z-E. Let's yeah, make it like sound like David super fancy. Mays instead of David Korn, but apparently not. Uh, David Korn discovered, <gasps> discovered while he was in an airport bathroom in Phoenix, Arizona, that someone, someone, some despicable, disgusting, just awful, treacherous, nasty person had left graffiti in the bathroom that indicated that AOC needed to go down. I'm assuming that's what he meant by it because he never actually posted a picture of it and was unwilling to share with the rest of the world what it actually said. Uh, But apparently it was so despicable it couldn't be shared Um, that he wasn't willing to take a picture. Well, he was willing to take a picture of it, but was unwilling to post it for people to see so they could actually believe the story that he was telling for one. Uh, And for two, when Phoenix, the Phoenix airport, which I can't remember the actual name of it, but the airport in Phoenix actually reached out to him and said, where exactly was this so that we can take care of it? And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe prove that what you're saying is true or not. All he could do was tell them which bathroom it was. Oh, and by the way, there was nothing there. Oh, but it's because it was written in black wipeable ink which he only knew because he was able to wipe it off with his finger oh and then when pressed further that nobody believed this actual story because it seems like something that would be easily verifiable right you have a picture Mm. it's in front of you you're wanting people to believe you you post the picture right it Uh, always happens he then posted the picture that he took of the stall in the phoenix bathroom phoenix airport bathroom with what he claimed was the graffiti covered up in edit. Oh. So just a black smooge. Oh, of his own that creation. Is... Yeah. Serious. So... Oh my goodness. So I'm like, so you took a picture of a toilet and the wall behind the toilet and then covered the stuff that you think is so despicable. Yeah, that definitely proves that something was there, right? Fully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was one of those stories. Uh, Sammy, you actually found this one and posted it to our our preparatory page. Uh, Would you like to share what that's all about? Yes, this was on the blaze. So there was a mayor um, from Lamar, South Carolina. Her name is, um, what is her name? (laughs) That can't be her name. Darnell Bird McPherson. Uh, she said that there was a hate crime after finding a yellow sticky substance all over her car. <laughs> a yellow sticky, 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 sticky
sticky substance. Sticky substance. Hmm. And like, even before that, even before I even opened the article, I'm like, if this says that it's pollen, I am going to fly to South Carolina and slap this one. <laughs> and of course, what? What was what? on her car? It was pollen. pollen. So but basically, she said it was a hate crime. She called the freaking cops. And the thing <laughs> is, like, if you open the article and look at this woman, she's African American woman. Um, she's like. In her 70s, I think. How do you get to be that damn old and that damn dumb and survive? And not only survive, become mayor of a city. You just can't, like... (laughs) I want to know what she got a degree in. I... Uh, not that's mature not adulting. STEM. That's for it's not sure. STEM class, that's for sure. No, it's not. Because, yeah, I... <laughs> Do you know how many times I have come out from an office building or the, you know, just grocery shopping and realizing there's some something gunky on the side of my car? Or that, I don't know, nature has a way of doing things that makes your car look gross. I don't know. Well, like It's called it, dirt. Here's, here's the other thing. In it's called her, dirt, Jada. Uh, okay. In, in this yeah. woman's younger years... She actually, her family, like, people burned crosses in their front yard during the civil rights movement. So for her to take pollen on her car as and say it's a hate crime, like... Even remotely on the same level as there, someone doing that to her family in this, during the civil right, rights it just, movement. It just it's feels just, like taking advantage of the political culture at the moment and getting attention... Right. I mean, it's attention-seeking behavior, and that's my professional uh, opinion. Because I, you have a degree in in professional opinions. In professional opinions. Okay. Yes, I have a doctorate. You have a doctorate in professional. (laughs) We should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'll I'll get you your certificate later. Um, So. And I, I think this kind of ties into what we're saying with, you know, this David Korn. It, it leads back to Jussie Smollett, which is, you know, kind of moved out of the, the news cycle now that people are realizing that he's a lying liar who lies. And that, you know, I, I just, I guess what bothers me the most is what are these people hoping to accomplish from this other than driving people into a frenzy against one another because there's there cannot possibly be anything about this that serves them other than that because you know david corn is claiming that someone's writing graffiti about of course naturally not only one of the newest members of congress but a a, she's latina right i'm not joking when yes. I say that. She's considered she's Puerto Rican she's, descent. She's yes. Puerto Rican. So, you know, of course she's considered of of, of ethnic background. Uh, this this woman is claiming that Pollen uh, affected a hate crime against her and she happens to be African American. And what is what is the point other than to continuously stir this division that we're seeing because, you know, people are, are claiming that racism is alive and well in this country. And I don't think anybody on this podcast would disagree that there are probably still racists in the world. We get that, right? Like, we're not claiming that racism is dead or that there aren't bad people in the world doing dumb things and, and 
saying stupid stuff and, and offensive things. Obviously, we don't because, hello, Ilan uh, Omar. Anyone? 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 Mm-hmm. We're not claiming that it's dead. But to, to live in a country like this where an African-American woman can become mayor of a city, mm-hmm. not just African-American, but a woman, which apparently is another one of those classes that constantly gets, you know, pushed down repeatedly and, you know, can never break the glass ceiling because women are so held back and men are evil and whatever, that she's the mayor of a city. She's managed to be a mayor of a city after living through the civil rights movement and seeing actual, true, in-your-face, all-the-time racism, living through that and can claim that Pollen attacked her. Targeted her, probably. Targeted her specifically because she's black. Mm-hmm. She can claim that and people still take her seriously. Or that a journalist can claim that someone left graffiti on a wall. Or that a, a, a fairly, I mean, I, I don't consider him all that famous, but he was you know, famous enough that people knew who he was. When it came out in the news mm-hmm. that a you know a famous actor and it's always people in positions of power that are claiming these things. You don't see people like you and me claiming stuff like this. Me for me just by claiming because I'm a woman, I'm being treated well, differently. You're, but well, you you're know, white. So I am clearly white, so you're I the have, one perpetuating have, everything. It's true because you know I've got my Puerto Rican and my you know my Asian over here course we're token we're exactly tokens. so you know it's like with my privilege i get away with a lot but the the fact of the matter is that i'm still a woman so i'm still being you know oppressed in some fashion so i've got that for me i've got that going for me but these are all people in positions of power someone who writes the news literally writes mm-hmm. the news you've yeah. got someone who is a mayor in a city that obviously has people's ears and votes because she's the mayor of a city someone who is you know in a in a fairly well at least until recently popular show so of course he's got people's hearts and minds because people tend to follow things they like mm-hmm. so what are they gaining from this other than the somehow causing division what gives them attention it brings them back into the spotlight is that literally all it is is you're trying to make yourself famous by claiming that people did something to you that they didn't and in effect alienating an entire section of people whether it's you know people who voted for trump and are white or someone who just happens to be white and lives in in south carolina is is that really what you're getting from this is just spotlight That's that's all it is. They just want they want more fame. They want more validation. And the more um, the more division they can cause and the more animosity towards Trump and towards the right they can cause, then it serves a greater purpose. They are willing to put themselves on the line in order to prove the point that Trump and Republicans and people on the right are crazy haters we are just like rabbit against everything that is not what we like and we approve when they're actually the ones that go through these lengthy extremes to prove exactly the point that they're trying to make about us that's it right well and it's it's just it just I don't know. And I just think it's 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 mind-boggling. I say this a lot about stuff, but I just find it mind-boggling that this kind of stuff 
always, always reaches international news level. Every time. It's like front page news. People always know about it. Blah, 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 blah. The guy, the conservative guy who got punched in the face repeatedly by that liberal progressive lunatic on, I don't even remember what campus it was. And I don't even remember what the... Um, I believe it was Berkeley. I of course it was, it was Berkeley. Berkeley. And the, the progressive nut job who not only punched a guy in the face at least twice uh, to the point that his eye was swollen shut... But, you know, broke his phone and whatever. It took them two weeks to find that man. I, and I use the word loosely. It took two weeks to find that lunatic. Because who cares if a conservative gets punched in the face, right? I mean, they deserve it because they're such racist, misogynist, patriarchal douchebags, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we're supposed to believe that a white or a yellow, <laughs> I almost said something naughty there, a yellow <laughs> substance was found on somebody's car and we're supposed to believe it's a hate crime. Well, not only that, like Newsweek took the article and she said uh, she had thought it could have been pollen, but then it took two different solutions to get it off and they had to pressure wash the car yeah, twice. Yeah, be- because uh, it's, not like, it's not like plants have evolved to make sure that they can procreate when it's necessary. So like stuff sticks. Duh. Different, Gee, different I, pollen sticks differently to I surfaces. Wonder, I wonder why every year people nearly die from allergies because the pollen count is so flipping high in some areas. Uh, maybe because plants are working overtime to make babies. I don't know. It's it's just disturbing uh, that this is this is the stuff that makes the news, and yet people getting punched in the face over their beliefs, even though they were doing nothing but saying what they believed. The conservative wasn't punching the guy in the face to deserve getting punched in the face back. He wasn't telling him anything that wasn't that was surprising because it's not like conservative values are surprising to progressives, except they are because, oh, my God, someone's saying something that doesn't agree with my my situation. So obviously they must be destroyed physically, mentally, ecumenically, spiritually, financially. It's just, it's just stupid. And I, I, this culture of lying, I think is, that's what really bothers me because I'm not saying that I've never told a white lie in my life, but to the extent some of these people go, I worry for them. Honestly, because in the end you're going to be judged on a lot of things and you lying about stuff like this your whole life to, to stir people up and to cause no doubt. I mean, it's coming. The civil war is coming guys, whether it's, with weapons or not, Jesse Kelly style or not, something is coming and you're, you are, you are stoking the flames of that. So congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. So now that I've gotten my blood pressure up once again, why don't we just add to it? Yeah. We've got like three minutes left. Uh, look at that three minutes. Um, Here's another thing that's going to throw me over the edge. So, apparently, people are being taken into consideration for the next James Bond. Uh, Unfortunately, Idris Elba has already said he is not going to be the next James Bond, which is really very unfortunate, in my opinion. Damn shame. Damn shame. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. I'll Um, pay extra for that. I would would see that. Uh, Henry Cavill, at some point, said he was actually being considered for the role of James Bond. I would still prefer, and you can shake your head all you want. I don't care, Sammy. Nobody asked you. I don't care if you mustache have a doctorate in professional. It's I gone. The mustache Cavill. is gone. You can't. You can't. The mustache is gone. That That is no longer an issue. 
It's no longer an issue. The mustache is gone. But uh, Henry Cavill at some point was up for the role of James Bond, um, but apparently that was several years ago, and I don't know if they're still considering him for that. But apparently whoever is making these decisions has put, and I kid you not, Killian Murphy on the short list to be James Bond. And for he the life just of has me, a weird face. I don't understand whose idea was this. <laughs> Shut your face. Shut your face and go watch Captain Marvel. And you take damn Killian. I mean, don't get me wrong. Killian Murphy is a great actor. If you've seen him on Peaky Blinders, he's excellent. It, the first time I've, I saw him in a film was actually 28 Days Later. He was fantastic in that. He played the Scarecrow in Chris Nolan's Bad. Batman movies. Yeah. yeah. He was also um, in Inception, another Chris Nolan film. He's he's an excellent, excellent actor. But he is far better playing villains because he's got that steely, dead cold, ice <laughs> blue eyes. And he just has that build and that base for being a villain. If you tell me he's being considered as a Bond villain... I would be all over that, like, yes, absolutely. Heck, he'd give Mads Mikkelsen a, ran, a run for his money when Mads Mikkelsen played uh, Le Chiffre in, um, in Casino Royale in uh, Daniel Craig's first installment as James Bond. But ask James Bond himself, Killian Murphy, no, no, go, go. Go Get out of here. Uh, he was also in Red Eye. I don't know if any of you have ever he saw that. He, was, yes, he was in Red Eye. Uh, he was in Red Eye. He played a creepy stalker. And that's what I think there's one like Arthropoid or something like that. It's a, a film about the uh, World War II in, I think, Czechoslovakia. He was, he was, a, he was he in Dunkirk. With, too, a, yeah. with Jamie Dornan, I think. And it, it it was good. I mean, he wasn't a villain. He was a good guy, but it was a good villain film. Yeah. Yeah. But he's well, like, I he's, mean, he's brawny. It's, no. I don't know. He just, and I'm not saying James Bond is necessarily a hero. That's not exactly how he's written or shown uh, in any of any of the James Bond movies. He's obviously a, a lady killer. He's a he's a bit of an anti hero. Yeah. He's kind of a douchebag uh, and a snob. Uh, let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, but and I've never seen any Bond films. I've, I I've seen the Pierce one. Brosnan I've seen the. the I've seen the ones with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan is my James Bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen. I think I rem- the last one I remember. I think was Goldeneye with uh, with Pierce Brosnan. And that was the only one. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I remember because Sean Bean's in it. And th- and that video game was the best. Maybe <laughs> honest. Goldeneye. N sixty four. Best game ever. Wow, we're really aging ourselves <laughs> on this show. But uh, yeah, I. I I'm not saying that this guy is like superhero level hero. Um, you know, the dude drinks martinis and gets laid a lot. So it's not like, you know, he's not Captain America, I guess is what I'm saying. But the, no, that is not a look I would go for. He just doesn't have the mannerisms, in my opinion. You know, of course, I said that about Ben Affleck as Batman, and I ended up liking Ben Affleck as Batman, much to my horror so um you know maybe and i would be proven wrong surprisingly so but uh the same the same could be said about heath ledger when i read at first that heath ledger was going to be playing the joker in um which which installment was it uh dark, was it dark knight yeah 
I was like, Heath Ledger. And all I kept thinking was Heath Ledger from 10 Things I, I Hate know, About You. I know, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, really? That guy? And of course, he had moved on to do plenty of other films and become critically acclaimed before then. But I never, I never put him in the role of the Joker until I actually saw him. And I was like, I'm sorry. Don't hate. Don't at me. <laughs> I know that Jack Nicholson played a different, more cartoony Joker, but Heath Ledger was like crazy Joker. And do not bring Jared Leto into Incarnations yeah, no, of the Joker. Well, and can we talk about that, though? Because didn't I just see that Will Smith is being replaced uh, with uh, Idris Elba, right? Is the next is he? I, Although the first thing I saw about anything with Will Smith is that people were complaining that he wasn't dark yeah, enough. Yeah. I saw that. Too, Are you joking? I, like, he okay, wasn't black enough to play it's, Venus. It's not like they they had cast a white dude to play a black guy. Okay. No, no one was saying that that would ever have been appropriate, but you're really, are we really getting into like his skin tone wasn't quite dark enough to play this, this person quite perfectly? What? Is that not some form of reverse racism that you're telling someone that their skin isn't dark enough? Well, no, because they're on the left. So clearly people on the left are not I, it racist. Just, it just – and this is Will Smith we're talking about. This isn't some like out of nowhere, nobody's ever heard of them actor. This is this is a dude that's been in the business for a long time. He's actually pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I would say – I mean I, his kids are nutty, so I'm pretty sure he's progressive enough. And yet you're you're going at him because he his skin isn't dark enough to play this guy? How about his acting skills? Is he able to pull that off? That's all that matters to me. You know, I'm I'm not exactly thrilled with his genie, the look of his genie uh, in the Aladdin movie that's going to be coming out. But uh, frankly, it's because I'm biased. I grew up watching the animation and no one will ever be the genie except Robin Williams. So, yeah, I get that. That's my own personal bias because I grew up with a different formula. And frankly, I'm tired of all the live action Disney movies. I can't do it anymore. Can we stop? Honestly, like the Lion King live action is not live action. It's not. How can you call it live action when it's CGI? Yeah. It's it's like Dumbo. It's like when Dumbo comes out. It looks really good. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. At least there are people in the Dumbo story. There's no humans in Lion Lion King. Yeah. I mean, other than voicing them, right? But that's not. I mean, that's not. I just don't see the point. You could have stuck with what we we all grew up with in the '90s. Uh, thank you, and called it a day. But no, so we gotta gotta ruin people's childhoods. So I, you know, again, I could be pleasantly surprised. I'm not saying I'd go see in it because I, you know, I've never seen a single Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Uh, I've never watched any of the Sean Connery James Bonds. The only ones I have ever seen were Pierce Brosnan. So I can't say that I'm an expert on it, but just looking at the dude, he does not strike me as a James Bond. And again, Henry Cavill, if you want to be James Bond, I'm on board with hey, that. Hey, but at least he's not a female, guys. That's true. He's not. At yeah. least we're sticking with the fact that he is actually a man, was written as a man, and it's okay for him to be a man because that's how the original author. I would love it if these people would stop trying to go against what the original authors had intended. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like that with James Bond. They're like that with the Constitution. I don't know why that's their they're thing. Like that with the Bible, okay? Can you not rewrite things yep. just because you don't like them? Uh, how about you come up with your own? Uh, I don't know, James Bonina, Bonina, something. I don't know, <laughs> like a uh, Jane Bondina. Jane, Jane Bondina. Yes, come up with your own your own story. Why is that so bloody hard? Other than you just don't want to have to work up your own audience. That's all there is to it. You don't want to do the work. You're 
probably pretty sure that no one's going to watch it. You just you just want the easy route. So thank you, no. Uh, so thank you, no, on that. And thank you, no, Killian Murphy. I'm sorry, no. Uh, you can go back to playing creepy, scary. Like I said, if you if you weirdos. if you want to play the villain, I'm all for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, a henchman, a second in command. Sure. Yeah, because Bond, because no. what every actor loves is being uh, typecast, which you basically just did. So he's, I'm sure he's really excited about that. <laughs> Thanks for typecasting. It's fine. It's no big deal. It's fine. That's all right. It's fine. That's fine. Whatever. You know, find your niche. If you're good at it, you're good at it. There's plenty of yes. people who have played basically the same character. Jason Momoa, as adorable as he is, uh, is basically the same character in every movie he's in, and nobody cares because he's got abs. You are fine with it. Yeah. Will yeah. Smith. Will Smith is basically the same kind. He still is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and in in most of the roles that he plays, there there are there are a handful of them in which he's pretty serious. Like what is it? Seven seven pounds, is it? And the yeah. pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Um. But he, when in in most of the other roles that he plays, he's kind of like goofy, serious, um, you know, and witty one-liners. Yeah, which is fine if that's if that's what you're good at. People are going to recognize you for that. And frankly, uh, does it hurt your pocketbook all that much? Nope. No. So stick with it, Killian. Uh, just don't say yes to James Bond. In fact, say no. Say, you know what? I'm not good for this role. Let's move on. You know who you should call? Henry Cavill. He's a good one. Yes. Call him. Henry? Yes. Call Henry Cavill. I don't get the Henry Cavill thing. You know, no one asked you. <laughs> I think that your I doctorate in professional opinion is My professional fake. opinion I believe is... it's fake. No, Henry Cavill. He's not that great. I, you know what? You I'm not. I'm not. You know what? I'm not basing you know it what? off of his acting skills, uh, Sammy. I'm just. Dean Kane is the only Superman in the universe. No, so. no. Dean Kane Reeve still is the only Superman. He's like delicious. I will watch him in any Hallmark movie any day. Call me. No. And apparently, no. uh, two degrees of separation because he knows Buck Sexton and I know Buck Sexton, and so we're friends, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Team oh, Kane is boy. basically my best friend. That is so, I, I'm tagging him. It's not this. even seven degrees of I'm separation. Telling you, I'm two. telling you. It's literally Rocky, two degrees. Mark my words. When this show goes up, I am tagging Dean Kane in this. <laughs> Do, Do you it. know this Do woman? Do it right now. Why do you have to win? <laughs> no, because because he's gotta listen to this. This is ridiculous. Context. <laughs> Yes, for context, listen to the show. Guys, you know I this cried. Woman? We were we went to Minnesota uh, for <laughs> the summer, and I we when we drove back, we got home, and I missed. It was before DVR, and I missed the season finale of. Oh boy, what is, you were in tears. Superman and I, yeah, oh, I cried. Superman and Lois, or Clark Kent and Lois. I I remember the one yeah. in the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, continue with Terry Hatcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still he was so delicious, and you cried. And he, yeah, I did missed, cry because you missed it. Because I missed it. I was like, I think I was like seven or eight. Is that not on Netflix? <laughs> oh my god, you're seven or eight, guys. Okay, I wrote love letters to David Duchovny, aka Agent Mulder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He is a dirty man. Dirty, dirty man. 
nobody knew that in the 90s, okay? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And well, we went 10 minutes over. It's, it's fine. Yes. It's you know so what? worth it. So shocking. Worth it. Shocking that we went over time. So <laughs> anyway, I am, I will be tagging Dean Kane in this. I will Do it. be. I can't. Call me Dean. It. We're best friends. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I'm laughing so hard. And uh, by the way, I do think that's on Netflix. In case you need to catch up on the season finale, in case you missed it, I I think I saw it on Netflix. I think it's gonna be replaying that. They're gonna be Netflix is gonna be telling maybe Amazon Prime. I guess I will be continuing my subscription, even though they're raising their prices, even though they didn't (laughs) pay any taxes. Exactly, and they literally don't have a reason to up their prices, and they canceled all their good shows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jerk. So check it out if it's there. If not, then you can cancel. But I'm pretty sure I saw it. Uh, because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. No, Christopher Reeve is my Superman. As much as I love Henry Cavill, Christopher Reeve is my Superman and will always be my Superman. And I, yeah, I, am, I can't, I am still, I am still heartbroken at the fact that he's no longer with us. Yeah. I I'm not heartbroken because the dude never knew I existed, but the fact of the matter is, is that he was he was the Superman, the Superman. Which, by the way, I did hear because we're going 15 minutes over time now. Um, is that Henry Cavill actually had to wear the original Superman suit for his audition? The Christopher Reeve, like the original Christopher Reeve Superman suit. I read that somewhere. <laughs> you made me cry. <laughs> so they had him wear it to his audition, and that's. Part, partly why they, they knew he was the one. Because as much as I love Brandon Ralph as the Adam in uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, um, he, oh my god, he was the worst Superman on the f- face of the planet. And I, I hate to say that because the dude is from Des Moines. He's a fellow Iowan, but I'm like, dude, no. And I think partly because the storyline that they wrote, and I think it was called Superman Returns, don't quote me on that because I only watched it once because it sucked so much. Um... Oh, I think it was Super, Superman, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. The storyline sucked so much that I was not rooting for Superman. I was rooting for Lois's fiance, who was not Superman. Because out of all of them, he was the most man out of all of them. That is not how a superhero movie is supposed to go, guys. I'm sorry. It's not. It was awful. So I'm sorry, Brendan Ralph. You were... You were Sorely, sorely, he's, sorely underutilized in that. But you're much better. You, he may have looked the part, but mm, no, mm. no, no, no. That was an awful story. So anyway, uh, now that we've talked about our favorite Superman, <laughs> segue into not anything. Into we've the been end of the about. show. Into the end of the show. That's been 15 minutes over. Thank you all for joining us. Now that we've reached the cliff and are going to jump over it apparently uh we do appreciate you spending your weekend with us uh giving us your time and attention uh you can find us on twitter at bells of liberty we do post our links there we also occasionally show up and have a party if you guys would like to uh we are there and we are always looking for suggestions ideas things you'd like us to talk about if you want us to talk more about superman let us know hey dean kane we are on twitter so come at us 
And we only have a couple of days left of our Doc Thompson Better Yourself Challenge. This is true. We did not do an update, uh, but maybe we can keep an update on Twitter uh, since we've already gone over time. So if you would like to update us on how you're doing, that would be fantastic. We've only gotten a couple of uh, updates from friends and so on and so forth like that are joining us. Yeah, Facebook. people keep not updating there. So congratulations anyway we are very close to ending that doesn't mean that you cannot continue working on what you're working on once the end of the uh, end of our challenge rolls around um and of course we are always willing to continue it on if you'd like so let us know if that's something you'd like to do uh if you have any suggestions on things that you've seen and would like us to talk about please let us know we are always looking for topics it's amazing every time we start the show we're like what do we want to talk about do we talk about what are you talking about do you have an article i don't know it's always a fun time I didn't, I didn't even read the news. I don't even have cable. So uh, basically, <laughs> that's how things go around here. We're like super professional and everything. So you can find oh, us right. at Bells of Liberty on Twitter. You can find us at The Bells of Liberty on Facebook. We also post there occasionally when Sammy remembers. I sometimes remember. She doesn't remember. I don't but, uh, remember. It do- she doesn't. But you can find us there, too. And, of course, you can find us on Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. And I don't want to talk about iHeartRadio because at this point it's moot. So... Thanks for (laughs) (laughs) We've muted and blocked iHeart at this point. Yes, we have officially broken up. We have realized that iHeart does not want us. We are like that that girl with a crush who just does not realize that someone is just not into you. And I think now we finally have realized iHeart is really just not into us. So don't bother looking for us there, but there's at least four other places you can find us. So thanks again for joining us this weekend, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Call me Dean Kane. (laughs) Give us a follow. We're getting sued. Please. (laughs) 